1: Tricord is a registered investment advisory firm and we're located in Riverside. And I'm broadcasting to you from the corona-free virus portal. Uh, Actually, I'm at home and um, this is all being done via internet. So if it sounds a little bit different, uh, you're picking that up. It's because we're using, I'm not in the studio today, uh, trying to be obedient to the order that's been issued by the government to isolate ourselves and by and large we have done that. But I hope you're safe and I hope that you are protecting yourself and providing help and assistance to those people that are around you that need it and uh, keeping your sanity with all the, all the stuff that's going on. This, this week the program is gonna be a little bit different uh, just because of what we're experiencing in the world. And I wanna take some time just to kind of talk through some of the issues that are happening. I've had several phone calls from clients who have been approaching retirement. So in the first part of the program, I kind of want to talk about that. Um, Should you suspend your retirement plans because of what's going on in the world right now? And you may be somebody who's working for a company who's actually laying people off. I think there's going to be a substantial readjustment to the um, unemployment figures as we move into next quarter, I think that um, you know certain industries are being hit very hard: uh, aircraft manufacturing, to aircraft travel, um, airlines, uh, restaurants, food service, uh, hotels, resorts. I mean, those those segments or that sector of the economy is going to it, they, they are they're being hit extremely hard. And um, you've probably heard that the uh, The government is gonna be issuing checks to all lie-abiding taxpayers. And you were gonna get uh, $2,000 a piece, I think next month or whenever it comes out. But for those of you that don't need the money, I suggest you use the money appropriately to support uh, restaurants or businesses that you know are being affected dramatically by this this downturn. Um, So the question is, should you retire? You know, is this going to be an event that's going to alter your plans? And I think that is that really depends on everybody's work situation. First of all, if you have a public pension, it probably won't have an impact upon that. Uh, but if you're depending upon your investment accounts, and unfortunately, if your investments have gone down significantly, it could change uh, the retirement outcome or the income distribution that you would enjoy other than through normal circumstances. Uh, it's something that I would talk to you about. If you would like to talk to me, just give me a call at my office, 951 684 7011. We've actually become very adept at uh, working through um, different kinds of programs, so to speak, and video log and those kinds of things, um, and be able to meet with people online. And I'm, I'm surprised at how effective and how patient everybody is, and uh, being able to really counsel people through this time. But retirement is very subjective, of course. It depends upon a lot on how much you have uh, set aside, what your debt levels are, what your age is, and how close you are to receiving Social Security. Have you uh, suspended your Social Security numbers? Have you held off taking your Social Security to a later time? You know, If all of the factors line up, I probably would not um, suggest you alter your plans. Now it depends, again, Again, depends upon your investment capital and what you have available to you as far as your surplus income. But retirement is, you know, it's different for everybody. I had a call from a, a lady, she's a teacher, and we've been planning for the last two years for her to retire. She called me and she said, she says, will I be able to retire? And I said, when do you need to make the decision? She said, well, I don't need to make the decision for several months. And I said, well, just wait. There's no reason to make that decision right now. We don't know what the outcome of this is going to be. We have a, we have a, a pretty clear path that this is going to end. We just don't know what the residual uh, destruction is going to be to our economy and how long it's going to take to rebuild it. So um, with her, I said, let's just stop and let's pause and let's kind of take a, a good hard look at it at that time before you have to make the decision. And she has a job that she does not, she doesn't like, I mean, she does like it. She It's not something that she doesn't enjoy. She was just looking forward to doing some other things. But I think I think all of our lives are gonna be affected in some way by this, um, by the events that have happened with the coronavirus. And not just here, folks, I'm talking about worldwide. We are, we are seeing um, uh, reshifting. Now, as the coronavirus, Starts to become, you know, in China, there is um, the infection rate has dropped down significantly. It still is is creating a lot of havoc, and unfortunately, there's a lot of, a lot of mortality in Italy, and it's still coming through Europe. And what the American officials, Dr. Fauci, that works out of the White House, is saying that the worst is still yet to come. You know, at this stage, um, we're we're still we're still very nominal numbers as compared to other countries, other countries like Iran and Argentina and other countries that are just really totally unprepared for this, it's going to be, it's going to have a real major impact, particularly for the geriatric age, the older population. And I'm sure you've heard it from everybody, uh, not just from me, but it affects people 65 and older, substantially different than those people that are much younger. Um, So again, the retirement issue It really comes down to the economics. Um, If you have questions about it, I mean, my first question is, do you need to retire? And in other words, is your job mandate you to retire? And most jobs don't. And um, so the question is, do you need to? If you don't need to, the next question I would ask you is, do you like what you do? And if you do, I would say, let's take a good hard look at the outcome if you worked another year. this crisis that we're in right now will resolve itself. And as long as you don't panic, as long as you don't let your emotions get ahead of you, you will be fine. Um, at the other end of this, the government is throwing so much stimulus at this at this particular problem that you're going to see um, recovery pretty quickly in the vast majority of the economy. Like I said before, there's going to be sectors that are going to be affected. So again, if you're in a job situation where you've been laid off or you have put on furlough, um, I would say that, you know, if you're unprepared, maybe this would be a good time to alter your plans for retirement. It could be that we move up your date of receiving Social Security. Some of those things, those factors could come into play. If you have questions or if you would like to discuss with me and in a sane, normal circumstance, You know, ask the questions. I'll be more than happy to sit down with you or talk to you over the phone and through a video um, conference and discuss what your circumstances are and give you my thoughts and opinion on what you should do. Uh, My phone number is 951-684-7011. Just say that you heard me on the radio and you'd like to discuss your retirement goals and my office will be more than happy to set up a time for us to talk. Approximately every 10 years, we have a, the end of a bull market. Now, this one was reaching its peak in January and February, and because we're tactical asset managers, we started to move assets from equities, those assets that were what we perceived were overvalued, and started to do what we call sector roca- rotation, and we started to build cash because we felt that there was going to be a correction sometime this year. Not knowing that the markets were going to be hit with the coronavirus, and not only the U.S. markets, but of course worldwide, this has had an impact that is once in a generation, at least I hope so. But it has significant impact upon uh, clients' psyches and investors. Um, you know what they what they believe, what they had faith in yesterday, they have no faith in today. So when what we did is that we started to de-risk or rebalance our portfolios back in January and February, as I said before. So we were able to, when the coronavirus hit, the uh, portfolios, I and mean, we've been watching this on a daily basis, and we're down, there's no question about that. I don't want to say that you know, we're, everything is everything is rosy, but we're only down about 15%. And when you look at that on a long-term trend, when you compare recessions, you know, bear markets to bull markets, that's a pretty easy number to recover pretty quickly when we pull out of this out of this uh, time that we're in. Uh, those people that just stayed fully invested or they went even further out on the risk scale and invested in things that were more exotic, um, you know, some startup companies and IPOs and those kinds of things, um, they're getting hit really hard. And uh, I've talked to some people in the last week where their portfolios are down well over 50%. And for those people, I, I, you know, I I feel badly for, but at the same point in time, they're not using what we call good risk analogy. So when you sit down and you build, particularly if you're trying to build family wealth for yourself, what you want to do is you want to know exactly what your risk structure is going to be. And one of the first things you look at within a risk structure is the potential volatility. And volatility, of course, what we're going through right now can be very destructive to, uh, to equities. And so you want to look how far is your drawdown. So the questions that I'm getting from clients is how far will you let this go down? And I've given them a number as to what our base is. We will not let the portfolio drop below a certain amount because then it becomes what we refer to as capital destructive. Then we have to look at how does this affect your surplus? So, in other words, how much extra money do you need to gather from your investment portfolio? Do you need to be able to take 2%, 4%, 6%, whatever it is, that affects the rate of return or how that money is invested. So every every client, you've got you've got some things that you can utilize in order to build your portfolio, but we find a lot of people are they go to what we refer to as fixed assets. Bonds would be a fixed asset, but uh, annuities, index annuities, I call them the panic pushers, other kinds of instruments that give you just an interest, but give uh, give you no equity participation. These are the kinds of things that are very expensive in the long run and will destroy your ultimate outcome as far as the value of your holdings. So therefore bonds, why would you put bonds in your portfolio? The primary reason for bonds is because it it reduces portfolio volatility. But for the uh, investor that's trying to see growth within their portfolio, bonds, all they do is they reduce the portfolio from that for a short period of time. Long term, um, they are going to underperform uh, relative to equities. They just are not going to perform as well. And if you try to replace a... Equities with something like an index annuity or annuity type vehicle, you are substituting long-term growth. Now you're giving up volatility, but you are substituting long-term growth for a forever low return. Now, if you're 85 years of age, you know to be really candid, um, maybe that's what you want. And but if you're 45 years of age, that is really preposterous if you think you're going to achieve your financial goals. So therefore, you have to look at the performance on a bond and how it responds over the long haul. And again, a bond responds according to the current interest rate market, the maturity, in other words, how long is the bond? Is it a one-year bond? Is it a 10-year bond? Is it a 30-year bond? And also what kind of bond it is. You know, a bond issued by the U.S. government versus issued by a corporation or by municipality. Uh, each one has different credit ratings, and each one will have different risk elements to it. But in the long run, bonds typically don't give you the performance that equities will. Now, when you take on equities, of course, you take on you take on volatility. And what's what we're experiencing right now, if this is if you're in a buy and hold kind of mold, in other words, if your investment philosophy is I just buy something you put money in a mutual fund and you don't, you say, I'm just not going to look at it. It's just going to keep going on until I figure I need the money. You're going to be, you're going to be a uh, whipshot. It is going to, is going to go up and down. We saw that in 2008. We saw that in 2000. We also saw it back in 1987. And when you just put money in and you don't make adjustments based upon valuations, in other words, when the marketplace gets to a point or it's overvalued if you don't make adjustments to that. And a lot of people say, well, my mutual fund is going to do that. That's not always true, folks. And I've been in this business long enough to know that mutual funds, depending upon how they're structured, they are different than index funds. And index funds, we've been talking for the last two years that indexes contain uh, the good, bad, and the ugly of, of stock holdings. So therefore, we are moving our clients As we talk to them, as we're moving them into more individual equities based upon the size of their account, we can end up with a better overall return and better control of the volatility. So therefore, if you don't have some kind of controlling portfolio volatility avoidance, you're going to be in for dramatic drawdowns. And this becomes a, you know, I mean, it becomes a very strong emotional aspect to it. Uh, I don't know too many people that can just tolerate, you know, a fifty percent decline in their portfolio and not get phenomenally um, upset and concerned. And uh, so, therefore, you have to look at, you know, what it is that you're trying to accomplish. And if you're trying to trying to capture most of the value of the market with the least amount of risk, there's ways in which you can do that through controlling portfolio volatility. It's what we do within our office. And not only myself, but also we have, we have an army of individuals now that uh, come alongside of us and help, us our, help with our investors and help design and to build a portfolio and help to manage that portfolio through times exactly like this, through the bad times as well as the good times. The other thing you want to have is you want to have tail risk protection strategy. Now, this is controlling portfolio volatility and avoiding the equity drawdowns. Um, you know the thing is with this is that you are you're taking your your yourself away from the extremes of the market, and when you do that, you also take away from some of the upside, but also you lose some of the a lot of the downside. Uh, think of it like a bell curve, so you have that tail risk. You don't want to stay in the market in the very last minutes. You want to stay towards the end of the bull market, but you want to be careful. There's certain signs and certain signals when you want to take your harvest. I've talked to clients again and again. I said, to be a good investor, you have to be like a good farmer. A good farmer is always going to plant. I don't know of a farmer. You know, I grew up in South Dakota on a ranch, and I don't know of a farmer I've ever talked to that didn't say he was going to plant in the spring or he wasn't going to have a crop. Now, every farmer I've ever talked to that's been successful knows that there's risk. They know that there's going to be things that are going to hit them, but they also are very aware of the seasons. They're, aware, they're very aware of the things that they should avoid and they try to protect themselves. But at the end of the day, they all harvest because they all know that if they don't harvest, they're not going to leave their crops in the field forever because they've just rot. That would be silly. But and yet, I see investors do exactly the same thing. They just, they just they invest, and they don't take the time to really step back and pull their profits away so that they can have, enjoy the profit. And people says, well, I don't want to pay the tax. Tax is the privilege of building wealth. Now, there's different ways to accomplish that, but at the end of the day, having wealth and having profits uh, and paying taxes on some of it is not bad. I mean, again, on your capital gain rate, it's still a very, it's a minority of your total gain, and you can put that money and you can either set it aside and wait for the season to pass, or you can reinvest it in something that has a different character going forward. Now, these are all the things that we like to do and like to be able to build wealth, secure wealth, sustain it so that people have a retirement that is going to be enjoyable and most importantly, that their wealth will last for the rest of their life. Listen, if you would like to sit down and talk with me, if you'd like, just give me a call and say, if you're scared, first of all, don't know what to do, give me a call. My phone number is 951-684-7011. I would be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. I've had several phone calls this last week from referrals and other people that are just, frankly, they're frightened, and they're one—they're wondering if this is the end of the world. And I've helped to give them reassurance. They don't—they aren't necessarily becoming clients, but they just want a voice of reason in the midst of all this chaos. I'd be more than happy to sit down. I'd be or just give me a call. I'd be more than happy to sit down and talk with you. Again, phone number is nine five one six eight four. Seven zero one one. Stay tuned for my next section. I'm going to talk about news you can use.
0: Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt. Hey, if you're retired or approaching retirement, listen up. Retirement planning is critical to your financial health. And like choosing the right doctor, your financial planner must be able to understand your concerns, help you navigate through your retirement, which can be filled with uncertainty, volatility. Certified financial planner Randy Barkley has been assisting clients for 30 years by helping them understand all the information that to most of us can be overwhelming. Go to retirementunlimited.org or call Randy Barkley for a no-obligation appointment at 888-627-8371. That's 888-627-8371, retirementunlimited.org. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisor, clearing through TD Ameritrade, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB. AM 590, the answer.
1: Welcome back. I want to give you a, a word of encouragement. My wife this morning leaned over and she was having her devotions and she said, look what I'm reading. And she was reading from You Are My Hiding Place. And it's, uh, it's a book written, it's a devotional by Amy Carmichael, for those of you that are familiar with her. But the uh, title at the top of it was Infectious Fear. And the first thing I read in the paragraph said, have you ever thought how infectious fear can be? It spreads from one person to another more quickly and certainly than any of the fevers we know so well. I thought, you know, if that is not timely and appropriate in this moment, I thought, what a voice of encouragement. And it went on to say is that, you know, most of the fear when we are downhearted or fearful or weak, we are saying to everybody, by the way, uh, we look only, only around, it says, after all, we just cannot trust the future. And there's an absolute uncertainty when you sit down and talk with people about what's going to happen tomorrow. Let me be the, the one to give you assurance. There will be tomorrow. There will be the sun will come up. I don't want to sound like, uh, you know, a little orphan Annie. But at the end of the day, this will pass. And for those of you that keep your head about yourself and you don't lose your your um, your self-confidence, It will end and it will resolve itself and we'll look back at this in a rearview mirror in a year from now and say, we went through a really, really bad time. Again, folks, we're going to get through this together. Until next week, may you grow in wisdom and knowledge. Thank you for listening.